Hello, my beautiful trash viewers. Welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm Kirsty, and uh, look, there's a lot going on right now. Um, I'm feeling a little bit worse for wear. It's been a week. So instead of sitting in my normal, lovely little studio, um, I am set up on my couch with my mixer and my computer on my lap, holding a microphone rather than having it set up nicely on a stand. Look, I'm a mess, guys. I am... If you listen to the podcast I do covering Married at First Sight DC with Erin Martin on Pink Shade, um, the Pink Shade podcast, and look, you should, if you're not following it already, get on it. We're hilarious. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, um, you will know that, look, every week I'm dealing with a new ailment and, um, this week, uh, so I had some internal bleeding, which is fun. A few weeks back, just found out that because of that, I have no iron left in my body. So I had an infusion yesterday and it's thrown me through a loop. Um, it will make me feel better, I'm told, in about a week's time. But for a day or two, I'll feel pretty fluey and sore because, I don't know, you guys don't need to know all this, but my bone marrow is producing new blood cells and um yeah that's all happening deep within my core right now so fun times aside from that I've also decided to foster another kitten um for those of you who don't know I I do foster care for some little animals and (laughs) now I've got three cats to, to look after and one is a maniac kitten that um really is adorable and snuggles with me right up in my armpit in my neck nook my neck nook in the night but um doesn't yet realize that humans are are not are nocturnal are not nocturnal that we sleep at night (laughs) and this maniac when she's not cuddling me she just literally just bouncing from side to side on the bed jumping on my head And I just love her so much that I can't kick her out because, I don't know, I guess I'm an old softie. So aside from having no iron, um, which makes me tired, and I'm also not sleeping because I have a baby kitten in the house, but it's all good. I'll be feeling better soon. So look, luckily enough, um, even if I'm a little low energy, the episode itself won't be because shit is hectic in love is blind you guys shit is getting real i'm covering uh episode six and seven today so yeah so that's the kitten meowing in the background um i had chicken for dinner and i did give her a little bit and i think she's like oh my holy fuck balls why haven't i been getting chicken my entire life so yeah i think i've introduced her to to a, a new kind of diet Side note, an ex that had a mom that was crazy cat lady, just like me, and one of her cats would only eat roast chicken. So at any time, <laughs> at any time, there would be two roast chickens in the fridge. And once they caught the cat, I guess someone left the fridge slightly open, dragging this chicken carcass down the hallway and trying. <laughs> trying to escape the house with it and just it would have hoed into that entire chicken 
if it hadn't been caught. So, you know what? All power to you, Lily. Um, R.I.P. Now, <laughs> let's get into it. Oh, my God. Look, um, Vanessa and Nick Lachey actually make an appearance for more than 10 seconds in this episode. Wow. What a time to be alive. Uh, really, I, I'd prefer we go back to the 10 second rule because this is, it's annoying. <laughs> They're bothering me. Okay. Thanks for popping by. You can go now. The couples are sent home. Um, so they're moving into their new apartments and they're meeting the families of each other. And look, it's a game changer. Um, I'm going to start right with uh, Damien and Giannina Milady Gibelli um, because this was a shit show and this is my second on par favorite couple with Lauren and Cam. Um, so I'm a little bit shooketh. So we have G and Nina and, and beautiful, kind, sweet Damien, who is, you know, a little bit boring and bland. Oh, this is awkward at this, uh, little party that we, we have for Barnett later on in the episode. Um, like, so what, first of all, I have no idea what they are arguing about. What I can decipher from this mess is that Gigi was upset at something Damien had said to Lauren. Um, maybe he was just pushing her too much with questions. Anyway, Gigi kind of storms off in a huff. Um, and Damien's like, what's up? What's up G? And she starts screaming at him uh, because if you can hear that clanging in the background, that's just the cat, the kitten um, getting buck wild with one of my paintings that I haven't put up yet. So you know what? I can't disturb her <laughs> because she's too cute. Um, where was I? Yeah. So she starts yelling at Damien over this slight little altercation with Lauren, which was no big deal. You know, everyone would have moved on in about two sips time. And then she makes it super awkward for everyone at the party because she's just screaming. My girl, if you wanted to avoid awkwardness, I didn't think this was the way around it. Um, Very strange. This was the first time I sort of have seen that other side of, of Millet de Gibelli that other people I think were noticing a little bit earlier. Cause I've just loved her and I think I was a little smitten and I, but there is this, yeah, like she says, you know, she's either a hundred percent sweet or a hundred percent cry cry. And a lot of people can't handle that. And girl, I feel ya. I think I'm that way too, but it was a lot. And I think that's what Damien's feeling now as well. Cause he is not happy when they wake up in the morning. <sighs> but then in saying that as well, I thought they'd wake up and be fine the next morning because I thought maybe, you know, everyone was shit faced. I think she was drunk. Cause who reacts like that as a normal, not like sober person. But then, yeah, the fight continued the next morning and it was so interesting to see them kind of talking to each other from different rooms again and taking that all in. <laughs> I'm just waving at my new neighbors. They can, this is so embarrassing. 
they can see me like I'm lounging on my couch, no bra on. I've got stains on my pants. <laughs> and I'm just talking to myself into a microphone. Oh, my God, kill me now. <laughs> oh, help. <clears throat> Where was I? <laughs> oh, I hope I just didn't like break the fourth wall. If you just think that I'm usually look totally glam recording this, and um, yeah, it's not the case. You sh- <laughs> especially if I'm recording on with Erin. She's woken me up early because for her in the states, it's afternoon, evening. Haven't had my coffee yet usually haven't showered look it's tough going you guys we do our best to get the the real the real deal out there to you um (laughs) fuck all right that's awkward i hope i don't see them in the hallway so yeah okay so we uh back to the argument or the conversation between damien and giannina look she is all about just like screaming during an argument i mean like I think she's kind of passing that off as passionate and maybe that's part of her, I don't know, like her roots or something, but it's kind of threatening and I don't really like it. Um, And then she drops the clangor. Have you noticed how, this is just how all of them sound to me. (laughs) Have you noticed how whenever you say this is the best sex of your life that I don't return the compliment? Why do you think that is? Oh my God, I died a thousand deaths. Is that not the worst thing any person can ever hear? I was so orcs. Um, Look, he's like, oh, well, you know, what do you mean? You're always the one initiating it. She's like, that's the problem. Then she tells him she lost her butterflies and he asks a question that we all don't want to hear the answer to are you still in love with me oh my god this was so painful she honestly looks lost she doesn't know um but they something happens (laughs) i don't know what happened but they have this conversation through the walls pretending they're back in the pods and next minute there she's running past back into the bedroom jumps on him and uh he's like yeah i'm feeling a little bit passionate now and so look if anyone can explain to me what the f went down (laughs) in that argument please get in touch because i was very confused later in the ep oh Damien's parents cancel, which is the tough part for me. Like if they had said all the way along that they were not supportive of the experiment and they weren't comfortable being on camera, which is what I think is really going on here, then, okay, it's not so disappointing. But the fact that like G was all excited and nervous and going through all those emotions, obviously like, you know, as a woman, if you're meeting your partner's parents or anybody you want to you know you put your best foot forward you look nice she's obsessively fixing her makeup in the in the mirror because she's just doesn't know what to do with herself some kind of anxiety thing and yeah that would hurt it really would and she's like you know is he telling them something about me that they don't want to meet especially if he's come out and told her and look I believe in honesty in a relationship but you don't need to be this honest you don't need to tell your wife to be 
that your parents told you not to marry some whore off a reality TV show. It's like, so I think they just think I'm a whore off a reality show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's rough. That really is. So that's about it. We meet um, her parents and they're lovely. Very, um, I don't know. Like her dad is very an unusual person. Mum's beautiful. And then there's, well, I didn't, couldn't tell which, I didn't know which one was her dad. The bald guy or the, the very kind of standoffish like stoic man um I didn't know if that was because of like he was just quiet and watching because maybe there's a language barrier but I think he's kind of just taking it all in a lot of the dads are like that kind of just sitting back watching taking it all in and I mean that's probably what you would do right I mean it's not normal for families to appear on tv in that way anyway so look I don't have high hopes for these couples and this couple anymore, which is disappointing and I'm worried about it. So I don't know. Do you think there's hope? I haven't gotten to the end of the season yet. So I am scared though. It's hard to tell because usually you can suss out a little bit on social media, but none of these, they must've had a really strict contract with Netflix because nobody is sharing anything, um, with anybody else in the photo really like it's all just them on their own um so we haven't really got much to go off let's get to our boring wholesome little couple kelly and kenny the kks um look (laughs) first scene in the new apartment when kenny is just solemnly eating alone after we've seen all the other couples unpack their their communal dinners for the first the first dinner in the new place and then there's little Kenny just just twiddling his thumbs sitting on the couch eating his chicken like oh no that was sad but eventually they meet the family uh they're in a really good position here where both of their parents have basically had shotgun weddings um so as much as you know the parents might want to say I'm not so sure about this they can't and they honestly they both seem lovely um so i guess it's gonna go well i i have i have hope for these these young nerds if if she can hold back her obsessed like she fully could have fallen in love with anybody that's my take on her like it could have like she said been one of three guys in the pods and i think that's a conservative number (laughs) But they do seem happy and they do fit well. Um, yeah. How awkward. Parents meeting parents. That's like my nightmare. I think the only time my mum... Oh, I don't want to be sad. <laughs> so bad. Never mind. Well, I'll say it now. I was going to say the only time my mum's ever met any of my ex's parents. Oh, well, high school relationships, I guess. But they don't count. And, um, yeah, my serious relationship was at a funeral. So I guess that's not ideal, but you know, everyone's well behaved at funerals or at least until they get pissed at the woke, the woke, (laughs) wake. you got to get some woke before you attend my wake. Mm. Okay. That got weird. Oh, 
I didn't even notice. I'm just looking at my note. Diamond and Carlton are gone. So I guess that's the end of their story. I guess that's that. Um, Carlton's still on Twitter, just like up and down. I don't know where he's where his head, head's at, all over the joint, really. But yeah, gone and gone. And all of those couples that once were... Remember the guy I said was um, very forehead pronounced (laughs) he uh, actually got engaged on the show to one of the girls that we didn't see the story of i don't know wtf but he just posted on twitter yesterday i'm sorry i can't remember his name um that he he's the one that was always talking to damien and giving him advice and you know talking him off the ledge and stuff anyway um he was engaged to this gal off the show from a pod but she dumped him to pursue someone else around the show that she had had a connection with. Okay, Jessica times two. Jessica 2.0. Yeah, so look, not licking geared. Let's get to lovely Lauren and Cameron. Oh my God, I love these two. So Cameron's place is um, amazing. I need to get a little bit of that AI money up in my pocket and a little bit of that AI Cameron up in my V. What? No, sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just like him. I just like his arms and his face and his personality. It's all right. (laughs) I love how calm he is. I love how everyone comments on how, how... calm and how like chill he is and i love how lauren is just this little pocket rocket spinning around him and he's just like yeah cool i'm i'm chill how's it going (laughs) i just like them you guys lauren's interaction with her mom was so cute and she was imitating her it's just so real mother-daughter relationship she's like oh lauren you gotta find a husband you gotta you gotta find a man your eggs are drying up (laughs) And her mum doesn't even deny it. She's just like, well, finally. (laughs) Oh, my God, mum, you're savage as fuck. I love it so much. Her dad, on the other hand, that was intimidating. He's like in some kind of recording studio. So I guess he might be a producer or a recording artist. Uh, Yeah, probably a producer. He is so cool, cooler than I'll ever be. And he's so intimidating. We don't really know how that plays out yet, but like I could feel the anxiety through the screen. Cam looked okay. I mean, he knows where he stands. He knows he loves Lauren. He knows he's a respectable young man. So I think he'll be okay. He knows he'll be able to prove himself and I think it'll just take time. But fuck me. I was like getting chills. I was so terrified. (laughs) I think Lauren's getting a little bit of cold feet because it's all very real right now when they're talking about, you know, moving out of your own space and having this life together. But I mean, if I was moving out of my little one bedroom, which my house is basically Lauren's house apartment into, and look, a girl loves her space. Don't get up in my grill. I need time alone with me and the psycho cats. I'm happy. Okay. Give me a puzzle. Give me some trashy TV. Your girl's happy. So I can understand that anxiety, but if a Cameron came along with a good job, 
a beautiful house and he was offering to put little babies inside of me like tomorrow I would be running not walking to that altar (laughs) she says and then maniacally cackles (laughs) ah Cameron call me if you're listening to this JK Lauren JK I'm actually like a bit afraid of her dad (laughs) oh they're just so cute and I just yeah anyway I think you guys know that I love them and I can't talk about them without being like when he cried when Cameron cries it's like a fairy dies it's it's so it just pulls at my heartstrings I feel like all of you and are crying along with him and as as am I when Cameron cries the world cries don't be sad Cameron make beautiful caramel babies now (laughs) or call me either way Sorry, I'm on a tange. All right, let's get to Barnett and Amber before we get to the absolute shit fest that is Jessica and Marky Mark. Oh, Amber. Look, 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 look. She just needs to take a minute <laughs> at that party, which was nice that she threw for, for Barnett. Oh, my God, I was watching this at my mum's house. And mum walks in, having never seen a, an episode of this show, she goes, oh, they look well suited. And I'm like, yeah, they are. They're both just like the frat kids of the episode. Next minute at the party, uh, Amber's getting out those red cups that you play beer pong with, which they did. And everyone's getting white girl wasted, a.k.a. Uh, Amber's shit faced. Jess is shit-faced. Giannina Milady Gibelli is angry drunk. It is, um, well, look, it's a party for the ages <laughs> that none of them will remember, which is, I think, a really good thing in this situation. Ooh, Amber's just watching as Jess sidles on up to her man. And she's just biding her time before she starts throwing elbows. You can see it in her eyes. She's like, I can handle this much, but get any closer, bitch, and I will have your head. And I feel that. Like, I don't know. I don't think jealousy is attractive, but it will kill you if you touch my man. So, you know what? Sometimes we just can't control this stuff. But they really are just the frat kids, you know, and... um. Yeah, I think oh, when we went to Barnett's house, why are they talking as if this is the smallest house in the world? It's like when they when everyone was talking about how Mark is this tiny, tiny little man. This house is a normal size house. I was so confused. Is that a small house in the US? Do you guys all live in mansions? What is happening? <laughs> I was like, this is a completely normal house. It's two story. It, it ain't small. I don't know, you guys. Uh, what world are we living in? I mean, maybe houses are cheaper over there. No one here can afford a house. I'm in my 30s. No one, no one I am friends with can afford a place unless they are married and both have very decent jobs because housing prices are so fucking ridiculous. It's a nightmare. So, yeah, I was like, um, okay, if you need an upgrade, Barnett, I'll move in and take it. I ain't complaining. So 
best thing he's done is have that beautiful little dog. I was like, oh my God, if he can get a dog like that to love him, maybe he's not such a bad person. I don't know. We find out that Amber is in a lot of debt, just uni debt, university debt, college, college, college debt, as you guys call it. Um, she has no money and no assets. And in my opinion, I mean, like, neither do I. <laughs> and my college debt is significantly more than that. But, um... Yeah, another reason that AI money could really come in handy, Cam, if you're listening, because <laughs> that's always really appealing when a girl's reaching out. <laughs> Can I borrow a couple of bucks? I mean, that didn't bother me as much as um, the single credit card for makeup. I mean, what is that? <laughs> Can't you get a single? Like, I get it if it's for groceries or for rent, but a separate credit card from your makeup bill? Uh, okay, I don't. I don't. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm the weird one. Maybe I don't know how the world works. I just. Uh, I can't with her. She just irks me so much. Every time she's on screen, I'm just like, oh, you just got to tone it down, girl. And I think, again, I've said this before, I think I'm just looking in a goddamn mirror and it's disturbing. (laughs) Especially when Barnett takes her to meet his fam bam. Oh my effing G. This was so awkward. She was just so on. She's so nervous. And she does what I do when I get nervous, which is scream at the top of my lungs (laughs) and think I'm talking in a regular volume and laughs at everything (laughs) oh my god it was so bad and I was just his parents their faces just looked so uncomfortable and so unhappy with the whole situation and everyone can tell that it's just a lust connection so that was interesting too Even the brother drags him aside. Look, I'm interested to see how this plays out. I am. Um, I didn't like when Barnett said, oh, I I knew I would be loved the way I wanted to be loved by choosing her. That doesn't to me say that he loves her. It says that he loves the way she loves him. And it's not love, it's obsession and it's sex. So... As soon as that changes and fades, their relationship is bound to fade as well. And then, look, you know, he'll have Jessica banging down his door. So, you know, (laughs) swings and roundabouts. I don't know who's worse. Let's get to her. Fuck me. Poor, poor, beautiful, sweet Mark. This This is just an absolute fucking mess, isn't it? She even admits to freaking Barnett at the party that he's like, well, why did you get engaged twice? No less. Twice. Like, let's let's keep that in our minds. And Mark hasn't forgotten it. And she's like, well, I, uh, I was coming down off us. And she fucking admitted it. I can't believe she admitted it. I never thought we would see the day. 
And the whole conversation, she's being so over the top, talking about getting naked in front of the windows and ha ha ha. Like, I bet my window is just over, over there. You can watch me from the balcony. <laughs> so quirky and weird. I'm like, what? Come on, mate. Calm your farm. But yeah, she admits that it was, I mean, we all saw it. I guess she wasn't connected to her emotions to know what she was doing, but it was very obvious to all of us that, you know, she'd just been rejected by one guy and jumped onto the next one that told her she was nice. And girl, 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 no. Like, you are old enough. Emphasis on the old because it seems to be what's floating around your mind 24-7 to know better, or at least you should be. This is why Mark is so much more mature than her And then most of the people on the show, quite frankly, a lot of people on the socials have been suggesting that she's older than 34. What do you guys think? I'm torn because I don't know. I'm 31 and I think, yeah, I look a bit, I think my skin's in better nick than hers, but maybe she was a smoker. We can see she's a drinker. Drinking ages you. I mean... I don't think she she looks a bit like weathered <laughs> for a 34-year-old, but I don't think she looks dramatically older. I have thought about it in certain lights. Um it brings out her like skin in diff- in a in a, a more aged <laughs> capacity <laughs> than in others, but yeah, I don't know. Let me know um, what you think. Because, look, I mean, we've seen it in, if you ever watch 90 Day Fiance, we can see in Angela and Michael. Like, I think she's only 54. She ain't old. And she a hag. So, <laughs> it can happen, you guys. It can happen. And also, Jessica doesn't have much fat on her, like, on her body, but also... You know, when you got a little bit of uh, junk in your trunk, like I do, it fills out your face more and you end up looking younger. So, you know what? That's a reason to have a big dinner and not just drink that red wine that you're feeding to your motherfucking dog. She was dead to me in that moment. I was so pissed off. Like, and she did it in a way that it looked like she does it all the time. Like, it's, this wasn't a weird thing to do. It was like, oh, yeah, here you go, babe. Like, fuck off, you insane psycho bitch dick. <laughs> I was so angry. And she thinks this tiny bed that they have to sleep in will increase their bond. Are you kidding? So she's talking about increasing the bond and thinking that that's a good idea. But next minute, she's also talking about a lot about her bowel motions and double flushing and Mount Vesuvius erupting from her asshole. So if you're asking me and um, you're not, but I'm right here in ear holes, <laughs> this to me as, as a love guru doesn't strike me as a great way to increase a sexual bond just my two cents. Um, <laughs> I actually, this is so bad. I can't believe I'm saying this. I actually had an ex say to me once that he wasn't like, <laughs> he, 
He wasn't in the mood because I was farting too much. <laughs> oh my god, what am I doing? <laughs> anyway, that's really embarrassing. <laughs> she, he's, she, it's her saying this stuff to me is just such. I have poor digestion, you guys. <laughs> I have a shit body. It's not my fault. I'm constantly falling apart. Anyway. Uh, oh, fuck me. I'm forever alone. <laughs> Help. Yeah, she's friend zoning him hardcore. Um, she's just not into him. His friends seemed really nice when they went to the apartment. Nobody gave a shit about the age gap. Nobody is even thinking about it except her. She's completely obsessed by the idea. But I don't even think it's that. I think it's the fact that she's trying to make him break up with her so that she doesn't look as evil as she's coming across. Because if he calls it, then at least she can save herself some dignity. But as far as we can tell, that hasn't happened because she's not on social media. I haven't been able to find her. Um, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Has anyone found her? But I'm pretty sure she knew that this this was not gonna look good, and so yeah, she decided to put a pause on on that for quite a while. Oh, how embarrassing! Entering your real life again. Oh my god, so bad. Like she's complaining about Mark being too emotionally available. She says it's a red flag. Are you, are you dumb? What are you talking about? <laughs> Ugh, I can't with her. She's just trying to bring up shit every which way to try and put him off. You know, she's um, talking about the age constantly. Yes, talking about uh, his the age gap kid talk oh when you're when i'm 50 you'll be 40 how do you feel about that little billy will only be 10 oh my girl shut the fuck up you're killing the vibe like how are you gonna make a baby you haven't even had sex with each other you can't even sleep in the same tiny tiny bed with your tiny tiny man oh so angry um, what else? Then she start. then that doesn't work to put him off. So she starts talking about his parents and you don't know what's going to happen to your parents and you have to look after them. Bitch, what about your parents? Everyone has to look after their parents. Like uh, you just make it work. And like, he's trying to say to her, um, I'm not in this alone. We're not making decisions alone. Urgh! She latches onto him comparing her to his mum in a really beautiful way and turns that into a negative. He latches, she latches on to, uh, again, something he was tr- intending to be nice, saying that Gigi is a close second and then kissing her hand and turns it into a negative. You're a, cl- you're a close second. Well, I think Barnett's sexy. How about that? She's such a emotionally manipulative bitch and... I'm just like, go to sleep, you drunkard. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. She doesn't even give a shit in the next morning. She's just like smirking and laughing it off. I'm like, girl, watch that footage back because you are not going to be laughing. 
No wonder you're right. You're not on social media. I'm really upset that she even ended up meeting his parents because she knows she has no intention of joining that family. And just to play happy families like that and get them invested emotionally is wrong. In my humble opinion, um, this family is so lovely. Mum is fun. <laughs> I enjoy her. She's actually not only not upset about the age gap, she's enthralled by it. She couldn't be happier. Jessica, Jessica, Jessica. She just wants everything to fail. She is completely self-sabotaging. Um, and you know what? Good. She doesn't deserve to be happy if she's making someone else this miserable. She just needs to, I don't know, pull a Kirsty and get 16 cats and go live in a one-bedroom apartment when she fart all she wants. <laughs> no one can judge her. Oh, Lord, help me. <clears throat> this is so awkward. This is my final thought. Um, that conversation between Jess and Barnett at his little birthday bash where Amber's just watching with glare and death in her eyes. I mean, she's so drunk. She's pushing so hard to get anything out of Barnett that sounds like they could be together. She doesn't get it. She's like, oh, so how are you feeling about Amber? In a little baby voice that she thinks is cute and sexy, which it's not, girl. It's just not. You um, you never struck me as someone who would be attracted to Amber. Which, like, whoa, that's so inappropriate. I mean, I get this is a weird situation, but that's really not cool. And then she, like, makes matters worse. And, like, she's this is the kind of thing I hate. When someone would say the rudest shit to your face and they try and get past it in because they're saying it in a sweet, gentle way, they think it's okay. Like, bitch, that's rude. That's unacceptable and he would be well within his rights to tell her to fuck off it's none of her business like they had a thing it ended it's move on you know you're engaged to someone else you messy bitch also i love it for the show it's so good yeah she like has the audacity to say oh well and look we're all thinking it but (laughs) we're not barnett's ex Do they have more than a physical connection? Obviously not. They're both numbskulls. But maybe between them, those two little brain cells bouncing around will connect and fall in love in some way via a sexual path. It can happen. I've been told. (laughs) Oh, girl, this is just so embarrassing. She, yeah, goes home, has a drunken fight with Mark. He's in turmoil and I feel really sorry for him and I just wish he would get out, but he can't because he still sees the way she looks at him. But he's starting to crack. He's he's genuinely starting to get over it and uh, I hope he leaves her because it's uh, fucking bullshit what she's doing, playing left, right and centre. And I'm starting to agree with Amber and I don't want to be able to agree with Amber. In summation... I enjoyed when Amber was doing her talking head and she was just kind of swallowing her rage at Jessica. And then she was just like, bless her heart. Cause we all know what that means. It's like, 
Okay, I can put up with this for so long. But I'm going to fucking snap your neck if you touch my man again. Good night. Oh, thank you guys. Sorry if I'm a little bit low energy today. Once again, it's just because I have no blood. <laughs> um, but it's always fun keeping up with the show. And I hope you're still following along and enjoying it. We've got, uh, I think, three episodes left, including the wedding. So exciting. Check me out on the socials, um, Reality TV and me, and on, uh, sorry, my brain's starting to shut down. Um, if you're already on the app, make sure you subscribe because I'm a bit errat- erratic with when I put out the episodes and it uh, helps me get bumped up a little bit higher to through the list so other people that might enjoy uh, me talking absolute rubbish might find the show and enjoy it. So that would really mean a lot. Anytime you share stuff that I've put out on social media as well, that makes a huge difference. So I really appreciate that because it helps me uh, get inspired to keep to keep creating stuff like this and create, keep creating more content for you. Because it is a hard life being a podcaster, especially when your neighbors see you in your sweats and no bra, sitting lamely on your couch talking to yourself. <laughs> On Instagram, I'm Reality TV and Me, and also She's Pernicious for my personal page. On Twitter, I'm She's Pernicious, and I'm also on Facebook at Reality TV and Me. Everything will be in the show notes, and um, my website is kirstenmore.com.au. Everything's there as well in one neat package. Thank you so much. Love ya. Bye.